92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say. Morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I guess. It's always a question how you handle defeat, right? Gracefully, like I do. Uh, no, I, was, I, went, I happened to jump on uh, uh, with, with Ron and Karen this morning. Uh, and uh, they have me on every once in a while when there's a momentous sports event. And Ron was, well, Karen was commenting. That Ron wanted to bite her head off this morning, like uh, that that he came in just you know banging things around and ticked off mood and and so it is an interesting question how you handle days like yesterday. Um, does it affect your mood? There are those eh, Chris Harrington is probably among them who's like, well, yeah, I, well, I like I like basketball and I, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't affect my mood. It it absolutely 100% affects my, my mood when uh, my beloved Bills lose. Uh, and it didn't really help my mood yesterday uh, when uh, when they, they unfolded the way it did. So however you're processing it, it's a beautiful day out there. That's nice. And uh, and uh, it's uh, they, they tell me it's just one game. Today on the radio show, uh, we are going to have Chris Harrington, Join us in the next, it's straight up 10 o'clock. We're going to take your calls in the next segment, I think. We'll get your thoughts on all of this uh, on the weekend that was and on the day that was. We'll do that uh, in the next segment. Then Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And then uh, Tim Buckley from the Daily Memphian is going to join us because in addition to the Grizzlies, uh, the showboats uh, played on Saturday and by all accounts, did you watch any of it, Jeffrey? So I did watch. Um, By all accounts, people had fun. Yeah. I mean, it was a they competitive lost. game, but yeah. Uh, they lost, but uh, those the, the the first game's kind of about the scene, right? Sure. It's about the scene, and how did it look on TV? Um, They did a nice job of, so, you know, like they clearly, I think we even talked about on the show that they were going to do this. 
like one side didn't really like it's the side opposite of the camera yeah. didn't even really have fans and so when they would pan the crowd it, it looked, looked like a decent crowd yeah it looked fine yeah and did it look like decent football uh i mean it, chris asked me this yesterday when we were sitting there yeah. before the goes game he said when people watch football do they care about or notice the quote unquote quality of football in either College, pro, like when people watch college basketball, sometimes they say, I can't watch college basketball. Sure. It's unwatchable. No one ever says that about college football, although very clearly the quality of college football is not as good as the quality of pro football in terms of just sheer ability to do the things, but no one comments on that. Right. I also, football is football. And even high school football. When you go to MUS games, you're like, eh, this is the quality of this football is just not up to uh, – to the to the, the standards set by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so I think the 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 main things that people watch for in terms of quality of play is are there a bunch of turnovers? Is it sloppy? Are there penalties? You know, not even like holding. Like, and are the quarterbacks crap? Correct. Can guy can guys line up right? Like it, that's the things that people tend to watch for. Anyway, if you went to I I I talked to some people who went to a lot of people who went to the showboats had a good time. Uh, we'll talk to, to Tim Buckley after that. So, we're going to talk to you, then Chris Harrington, then Tim Buckley. He was also at the Grizzlies game yesterday and wrote about Rui Hachimura. So, uh, we may talk to him about that as well. Busy day today on the show. Let's start right off. I didn't hear Eric call the play, the fateful injury to John ja Morant because I was at the game, but this is what it sounded like. Morant gets by Vanderbilt into the lane at Davis. He's going to get an offensive foul. You've got to stop driving the ball at Anthony Davis. It's just not working. Davis is just hanging around the middle because he's not being taken away by Xavier Tillman, and that's not Tillman's fault, but you can't keep driving there when Tillman is the one, and now Morant's hurt his right hand. He's out of the ball game. He's going into the locker room. That doesn't look good at all. Well, that's striking. There are two things that are striking about that clip. One is uh, Morant got injured. Talk about that in a minute. But interesting, embedded into the very play was commentary about how the Grizzlies were going about their business and how they were attacking the Lakers. And I, honestly, if you were watching the game, that's certainly how it, it I was watching with my two brothers, and that's exactly what everyone's saying. Continued to drive at what Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, Tillman is utterly unable to draw him away from the basket. Like Anthony Davis, like literally from 12 feet. He's just, you you do you. You do you. Go ahead, shoot that if you want. Yep. And he'd just hang out, and then you'd have Ja. I, honestly, and I wasn't going to get into this right now because I want to talk about the injury first. If you're talking about the coaching matchup yesterday – you got to give it. To, you got to give game one to Darvin Ham. I mean, certainly from the adjustment front. Um. So. Uh, all right, we'll get we'll get we'll get more into that as the. Uh, I'm still unclear how much yesterday was coaching versus one guy that had been shooting 11 percent over the course of the oh, final. No, no, 10 no, no, games. no, 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 no. The the Hachimura stuff. I don't. I don't mean exactly. I, I'll I'll say this though. In terms of. Again. I think that is probably the right – we'll get into the Hachimura sure. stuff. I think that is probably – Desmond Payne said it. We're, we are going to get into this. The guy doesn't hit – Hachimura does not hit – he shot 31% on the season. 31% on the season. 11% over the final 10 games. It would be like – He got benched. It would be like saying, okay, Dylan, we're leaving you open to shoot threes. 
No, it would be like it, saying it Conchar right, got yeah. in and we're saying we're going to yeah, leave him yeah, open, open and the Conchar is... it will, We will live and die with that. Yes. In the end, you do have to live and die with certain things. In terms of the strategy, though, yeah. here's what they did. They, they, they put Vanderbilt on Ja, and even though Ja got hurt, obviously, he was not of the force. He was not a force yesterday. Yeah. He was fine. He had like that one flurry where he had a bunch a of points. A couple of hit three points. Other than that, so it was kind of nondescript. He was fine. Some of that was because Jaron, sure. they were going through Jaron. Desmond was good, like except for the foul trouble, whatever else, he was fine. But the Vanderbilt on Ja worked beautifully, right? Yeah. and It was effective. Like, like, like we've seen and it then, be effective. And then yeah. They, yeah, and then Matt, we'll, we will get into all this in a minute. I did want to continue on the injury. So Ja goes out. At that point, they're down – by uh, four on. points. They're down by four. Yeah, and then they point. quickly hit the three, right? They're down by four, and then everything fell apart after that. And honestly, by the end, you got a you got a dunk you got a you know dunk line uh, by the Lakers to make the final uh, final de- deficit what it was. So Jock goes out there down by four. It's it, they did not lose this game because of Jaw's injury. They may well lose the series because of Jaw's injury. Uh, because he goes, immediately sprints back to the locker room where he is truly screaming in pain as he leaves to the locker room. He goes back to the locker room. He gets his X-ray. The X-ray is negative. He actually comes back and thinks about in the event of an emergency or something. Sure. The idea was that he might be able to go in. When the Lakers reasserted themselves, you know, Put the game away, essentially. You see him with his left hand knocking over the Gatorade bottles and going back to the locker room. And that was that. And so we then went, as one does, uh, if you're a reporter uh, and you have access to the locker room, you go into the locker room afterwards. And it was honestly odd. It was a weird scene. And sign of sad. Because the only one in the locker room, Kennard came in briefly, Dylan came in later. But for the bulk of the time, the only one sitting in the locker room was Ja. And at first he was just slumped against the locker room, against the locker. And he was talking on the phone, holding the phone with his left hand, not his injured right hand. The, 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 the right hand wasn't iced. It was just sort of hanging there. And then at some point, Ja, like he starts to get dressed and he gets dressed purely with his left hand. It, it was just, honestly, it was kind of sad. It was a little sad. It was uncomfortable. Um, watching a man try to put on his socks with his left hand, one and then the other, and his uh, hoodie, Finally, when he was putting on his hoodie, uh, a staffer came over and sort of held the sleeve out. So, Jock, could you can imagine this? P- pushing your hand gingerly through the sleeve, your banged-up hand gingerly through the sleeve. And then, uh, and then he started to field questions, and I commend him for fielding questions. I actually thought there was a chance he might, you know, duck out of the whole thing. And... There's this 
and you can hear it because Mike Sadie asks a question. You'll hear this in just a second. Mike Sadie asks a question that's sort of like, you're going to, it didn't, did, this wasn't it exactly, but like, you, they're not going to be able to keep you out of the game Wednesday, right? They're like, there's no chance that you're going to miss Wednesday. I'm exaggerating. And Jazz, yeah, basically, yeah, no, there is. And he, he made it sound like there is very little chance that he will be playing Wednesday. Is the vibe you got? Now, who knows? He could have slept last night, woken up feeling perky. Um, but uh, let's just listen to some of it. This is John Morant uh, after getting dressed with one hand after the game. Is it an issue with your wrist as well as your hand, or is it just the hand at this point? Um, I mean, I did get a bit of pain. Uh, it's my hand. What was the injury before, and, and, and what do you know about what you what you did to it today? Uh, pretty much um, same scenario, um, hand injury. So there's, the wrist is okay, Josh? It's just the hand? Yeah. How hard is this right now? Obviously, this is what you work all season for is the playoffs, and to go down with an injury you've been dealing with for the last couple of weeks? Tough, man, especially, you know, with everything uh, I've been through um, pretty much, you know, this season. Um, you know, my main focus was to, you know, be out there for my guys. Another, you know, um, incident where, you know, that's pretty much in, you know, jeopardy. Coach said that the x-rays were negative, so that's some good news. Any doubt in your mind you're going to be able to play Wednesday night in game two? Yeah. There is doubt. Yeah. There is a jeopardy, you think? Yeah. Do you have any sense of what the path between now and that game is? Do you have rehab? I mean, nah, um, but I know, you know, I'm going to do anything to, you know, try to be out there for my team, um, be out there on the floor. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, how much, you know, I can tolerate. Um, I feel like, you know, I can go out there and, you know, be somewhat myself. Uh, you know, I'll probably play, but if not, you know, I don't want to do anything to, you know, hurt the team. So. Josh, I know you're hurting now, but in the immediacy of the moment when you came back onto the bench, were you thinking about going back out on back out on the floor? Yeah, it went through my mind. Um, after I got the x-rays, I basically just told them to, you know, tape it uh, some more, and then I tried to go out there, but uh, I couldn't. So, you know, I just headed back to the locker room. What's the pain level right now, Joe? You sit, obviously, you, you can't use your right hand to even get dressed, so is it about a 10? Yeah. Can you grip anything right now with that hand? I haven't been using it, so. What, what did you think of how you played today before the injury? Felt like I was doing fine. Obviously, uh, pretty much, you know, getting to my spots. You know, I was knocking down some, you know, shots. Uh, obviously, I felt, you know, I could be better uh, in early passes and, you know, um, reading and helping, you know, making that pass. Outside of that, you know, I feel like you know, I played well. Um, my turnovers pretty much was me, you know, either going into traffic or, like I said, not making that pass. So. So you've made that drive, drives like that a thousand times and you get up every time. Was it instantaneous? I mean, honestly, man, I don't know. At this point, not even surprised with, you know, how my life was going. So. It feels like it's one thing after another. Back to back. On Friday when, when you injured the hand as well. Um, was it worse then or was it worse today? Today. With or without you, how do you guys, when you guys were down 0-1, how 
both series last year. How do you guys recover? Same mindset. Um, like you said, we were down like this, you know, last season. Um, obviously, we know one game doesn't win a series. Um, we learn from, you know, our mistakes from tonight and, you know, go out and get a win for game two. You know, as far as, you know, if I'm out there or not, I feel like we got a, you know, a lot of recognition for, you know, how well our guys have played, you know, when I was out. So um, it's no doubt in my mind, you know, with me or, you know, without me on the court, um, I believe, you know, we can win those games. Anything else? You made so much about how this was also such a work on your mental health and stuff like that. How hard is this when you think that things are getting better in that area to be hit with something like this? Just not even physical-wise, mental-wise going forward. It's very tough, um, stressful. Obviously, I feel like you know you guys can tell with you know my body language and stuff now. You know how I'm pretty much you know taking you know what happened in. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, pretty much numb to everything. Um, it's like I'm not even surprised. Um, it's one thing after another. What'd you make of that? That was pretty dramatic. Um, well, he, listen, you can argue that it was intentionally dramatic. Sure. Like that it was, I don't know what the point of that would be. Like it was, there's no question. Ja was down. It is understandable why he would be down. 100%. Like, there's no act in being down. He's The guy has, has yes, much of it through his own making, had a very tumultuous year and has this opportunity on this massive stage with his shoe dropping to do, to remake his reputation. And instead, not only can't he do that, his hand is mangled. He's in he's in literal physical pain. And there's a serious question as to whether he will be able to play the rest of the series. Certainly serious question as to whether he'll play Wednesday. Question as to play the rest of the series. Question as to whether his, his season is over. And so he was 100% down. Why... I'm not going to let, like, in the end, he, he said, you guys can tell from my body language that I'm down, you know, and I just think he, I, I there does come a point where I think it's like, oh, my God, enough's enough, you know? Yes. And I, I think for him it was just like, I'll brave through this. I'll be better. I'll come back. I'll be there for my guys. Like, through everything he has said that. And this time it just feels like who among us hasn't gotten to the moment where it's like. A breaking point. When is it going to stop raining? Yeah. Right? And that's what it felt like. When is it going to stop raining? And uh, and and so I think there's – it was weird. Jaron Jackson came into the postgame and said he'll be fine, and I totally discount that. Yeah. That was that was just happy talk. doesn't mean he, he won't play, whatever. He may. But Jaron was just, like, putting a good face on it. You Talk to Ja, you will see – how concerned Ja is about whether he'll be able to play. So, uh, Jaron was great yesterday, but I didn't necessarily trust his medical diagnosis. Um, in, 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 I mean, yeah, he was on the of, floor while they were going back and right. checking him out. Yeah, yeah. so what, he, with all due respect, I, I honestly didn't even refer to it in my column because I just didn't think Ja's – I did not think that Jaron's uh, diagnosis was particularly meaningful. If Ja can't play – Wednesday or going forward, you can take those separately. Okay. What does that mean for the Grizzlies? 
Can they win a game without Ja? Can they win the series without Ja? And and do you need an effective Ja? Can they win without Ja? They hundred percent can win. They can win on Wednesday without Ja. One hundred percent. They can win Wednesday without Ja. Can they win a series without him? They can, but it's going to require it's going to require things that we didn't see last night. I mean, they're just going to have to absolutely shoot the basketball. It's I a, think it's they, a would have, they would have a extraordinarily hard time winning the series without you. Yeah. Um, they can win a game because it's a game. Sure. And honestly, you could imagine the Lakers could be could be thinking we get, we did what we came to do. Yeah. We got we got our we flipped, W. We flipped home court. We flipped home court. We yep. got our W. We proved we can beat this team. Yep. They might be less. It's just it's weird. It's the playoffs, but it is just human nature. Sure. And then Grizzlies know this will 100% be must win. They've got to win this game. We've seen what Tyus has done before. They 100% can 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 win. Um, and and in some ways they're going to have to guard the Grizzlies differently because Tyus, even though Jai hit some three pointers yesterday, Tyus is a better three point shooter. No question. Spread the court a little more. Like there are some. The problem is this. It's not the the minutes when Tyus is starting at point guard. It's all the minutes the job played. Ultimately, it trickles down to someone else has to be on. Like, someone's going to soak up those minutes. And it's not going to be – Tyus is going to play a lot of minutes. But it's the end of the bench guys are going to get more run. And we're already seeing when Santi Aldama and David Roddy and, like, when those dudes are on the court, it does not help the Grizzlies. And so wh- who are you going to get now? Are you going to get John Conchar minutes? I mean, I assume that would be the answer because he's the best ball handler of the options. I think you're going to get some John Conchar minutes. And so it's not, again, it's not Tyus. Yes, Tyus can can absolutely get you through as the starting point guard. But it just means more minutes for players who, let's be honest, don't belong in this series, in the play, playing minutes in the playoffs. And that was kind of the story of yesterday. And that was the story of yesterday, 100%. I mean, it's it's not just that you would be missing Ja. It's you're missing Ja when you're already missing Steven and you're already missing Brandon Clark. Yes, and the other thing that you saw yesterday, we you know Xavier Tillman is a guy that's easy to root for. But he when did they, nothing for you yesterday, he quote unquote plays well when it's a regular season game and his hustle and his effort gets you gets you know produces. Well, yesterday everybody's hustling. Everybody's, you know, everybody. It's not an effort question. No. And so, so you, so you got. That's one hundred percent right. You get. You, you have Tillman minutes. You have Eldama minutes. You have uh, Roddy minutes. You have, and now you're going to have Conchar minutes. Yeah. I mean this this series boils down to they're going to have to shoot their way out of it. Uh, all right. Enough of Jaw. Uh, moving on to the other uh, to the other matters at hand, um, you're exactly right. You can expect that this team was going to get beat in rebounding, as they as they were. Total rebounds, forty five to thirty five. You could expect that they're going to get overwhelmed or beaten in second chance points, as they were, twenty two to ten. They also lost fast break points, twenty six to seventeen. And as you point out, they were outshot. Yeah, you're you're, you're toast. You're absolutely like all the ca- and and points in the paint was a wash. And points in the paint was a dead even. Yeah. Points in the paint was dead even. 
And they make 16 three-pointers, you make 13 three-pointers. It's, it's, you know, they shoot 43% from three, you shoot 36% from three. They shoot 53% from the field, you shoot 47% from the field. Yeah. So they're getting more second chance points, they're getting more fast break points, and they are shooting better than you. As you pointed out, some of that was because of Rui Hashimura, who had a, not, not just a career game, a ridiculous, ridiculous game. Most points off the bench in Lakers playoff yeah. history. Um, so you can look at what Austin Reeves did, who was tremendous, uh, 23 points, and you can say, well, that's kind of what he's been doing. Like, that's not, that is not some kind of, how, we never saw that coming. No, that's not true. With Austin Reeves, you 100% could have seen that coming. With Hachimura, no. 29 points. The last 10 games of the regular season, the last 10 games of the regular season, he was 2 of 18 from 3. Yep. And that wasn't, it's not like he was, he's a great shooter who was in a cold spell the last 10 games. He's a 31% three-point shooter for the year. Last 10 games, 2 of 18 from 3. He and Austin Reeves, between them in the fourth quarter, were 9 of 10, 3 of 3 from 3. Lakers in the second half shot 67% from the field, 58% from 3. So, you then have Desmond Bain asked about it, asked about Hatchamora's big game. He said this. That was our game plan going in, um, you know, make him hit shots, and, um, you know, he did. You know, tip your cap. It's probably the best game he's had of his career. Um, you know, a seven-game series. Let's see if he can do it again on Wednesday. I mean, damn. To, to be clear, damn. even when Hachimura was going off, Jeff Van Gundy on the broadcast said, I'm still okay if Hachimura's the one taking the shots. Well, the question is, And so this comes, we then get back to Taylor Jenkins' strategy, and some people are killing Taylor Jenkins, right, today. Um, It is a perfectly reasonable strategy to say that if the choice is between LeBron, AD, or Rui Hachimura, you want Rui taking the shot. And as you point out, Van Gundy was saying that, right? Here's the question. Once he is hitting them, is it still a legit strategy? There, there are, there are, there are such a thing as heaters. We believe in hot hands oh, on the uh, show. For sure, the official position of the show is we believe the hot in hot hands. Exists. Yes, yes. There is such thing as being in the zone. Momentum exists. All like all this. Everyone that believes that doesn't hasn't played sports. I was less offended by the strategy on Hachimura than I was Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, if you've been watching him, you know to your point, like he's been averaging about seventeen points a game. He's been really during the good. stretch. He was also, like, getting the easiest shots that he would. That was the problem that I had. It's like, why are you letting him go off like this? Well, they got open. Like, they got open. They he they got their shooter shots. But they also got Rui shots. Yeah. And by contrast, Luke Kennard, for example, plays nearly 26 minutes, takes four shots, and makes one. That's not enough shots, and it's not enough makes. There was one critical moment, though. Grizzlies were up. I think it was 99-98. Like, you look at the score right now, and you think, you look at everything, the accumulation, the the Grizzlies, uh, uh, 
you know, lo- lo- lose by, what was, 16 in the end. You have Ja getting hurt. It all feels absolutely dismal, right? You forget the fact that well into the fourth quarter, they're up 99 to 98, and Luke Kennard has a wide open three in the corner. He didn't hit it. No, and I mean, he didn't hit it. He even like, said post game, like, hey, it was kind of tough for me to get my shot off. Oh, he said and, uh, 100%. And it looked like it. I mean, to me, like, that was the big story. It's not. Well, here's the thing they made life difficult for Ja. Yep. They made life difficult for Luke. They, they, they didn't make life difficult for Jaron Jackson Jr., right? And Jaron came through and did what he did. Like, in the end, you do give something up. Yes. You can't stop everything. And in the end, it was, they said, go ahead, Jaron, do it. Well, and the bigger and that, pro- and that and that was not enough to beat them. And to me, the, and then Desmond was in foul trouble. That hurt. The the well, big, they took him out, even though he was did not have to take him out. The yeah. bigger issue that you see, and you see this, it's a problem with the Bucks to a certain degree. Jaron was awesome, and there's not a butt coming. The only problem with Jaron being awesome is it's dependent on someone else getting him the ball. And if you think about a lot of times the Bucks like big shots and big moments, it's usually coming from Holiday Middleton. It's coming from someone else because. When it gets late game, everyone goes, we are not letting Jaron get the ball. That's what they were taking away. And so then it became well, the a second situation. half, they, they started guarding him differently. They 100% did. I mean, they threw everything at him. Yeah. And Jaron was awesome. And there, there's no getting around that. But it's still going to come down to, you know, Dez had good looks, didn't hit in the fourth quarter. Dylan had good looks, didn't hit in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what it's going to boil down to. There's going to be open well, shots. On Dylan, by the way. He did make some a few shots at the end. He had some moments at the end. And, like, there was one time on a break. Ja finds Dylan. Dylan is wide open. He has to take that three. Like, now, Ja doesn't have to go to him to take that three. But if he's in that, like, otherwise, just don't be there, right? He has to take that three. But there were, early in the game, a bunch of possessions were like, you're like, what, what are you doing, Dylan? Like, why that shot in that moment? Early in the shot clock, pull up three, stop it. Just stop it. It's insane that that is. No, you could even still. You, I, it's just You could feel it, like, coming down, like, this is going up. Oh, 100%. And you're like, come on, man. Seriously? Like, if you've got the wide open three, take it. And you're there, you know, you decent job on LeBron, all of that. That's great. And he did hit a big three, two of them. He hit two big he hit two, two threes in the second half. Um Ja hit a couple of threes. Here's the thing, but 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 in the end, like the early on, it mattered too. And I'm going to say this: it was not a great fun day at FedEx Forum yesterday either. Like, it never felt like it. When you think playoffs at FedEx Forum, you think raucous, wild, and they just never allowed themselves to get there. So I. St- I know people are making the comparisons, and I, I know the game scripts weren't exactly the same. It just reminded me so much, though, of last year's Game 1. That building was the same thing, where there's this nervous energy, and, you know, the entire fourth quarter, like, it was close, and then it, it ends was, up it being It was not a, a happy building yesterday. Even a, yeah. they, they kept waiting to – it was not a happy, wild building yesterday just by any stretch. It is amazing. Like, game ones. Maybe there's something about game ones. Like, at this point, we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, we've we got PTSD about game ones because these are 4-13 and 13 in game ones. And they've started. 
They've played five game ones at home. So they've started five different times with home court advantage. In those five game ones, they've won one of them. Yeah. So uh, I, I wouldn't, I would not think, okay, give me reasons for optimism. Reasons for optimism. I'll are, tell you, here's one. LeBron doesn't look great. Well, not only that, I think I actually I know Anthony Davis for large chunks of the game looked like the best player on the floor. Plus twenty seven. He still did not seven blocks. He he still didn't get like forty and twenty. I mean, he I am not diminishing how good he was. LeBron's numbers were <laughs> fine, but I thought the Grizzlies did a pretty good job overall on LeBron and yeah. Well, it is funny, like watching him. He's just not the LeBron of ten years ago. Oh, he's thirty eight. Yeah, he's thirty eight year old LeBron. Yes, still a really good player. Yes, but he's thirty eight year old LeBron, and he still hits some killer shots. You know, right, right after Ja gets hurt, he goes down and hits the three, and it becomes a three possession game, and like that felt like a statement. But over the course of a seven game series, they can wear down. I don't think Ruri Hachimura is going to average twenty nine. Right. I, I think that's it. LeBron is not great. AD, maybe, maybe next time he goes to this, I won't say it. He couldn't move his arm. Yes. Like, he, AD's going to be great. He's going to be a problem the whole time. So, so Lebr- LeBron is and not, you don't really is have not an the answer. old Le- LeBron. You don't have an answer for, for, Anthony, for Anthony Davis. That's the real problem. But the way that you can look at What you'd it, give for Steven Adams and Brandon Clark here? Just one of them. Yes, either one. I mean, to me, like that's the other thing, though, if you're going to compare it to the Minnesota series, well— if you're someone that believes that Desmond Bain was the best player in the series, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. The second best player in the series was Brandon Clark. He was certainly the most he was really good, most impactful. But to me, the the biggest it always feels horrific in the moment. Also, like when you've had you haven't seen the team play essentially in a week, and you're on national TV, and then it just it just doesn't go the Does way you not want. Go well. With that being said, over, if you can stretch this into a series, you still got the things that you needed at that point. Jaron looks, Jaron looks exactly like he's looked the last two months. Des, I still think he needs to hit more threes, but Des still looked really good. And then defensively, they did enough to get. They did enough against the two things that you're the most worried about. And so, and Rui's really, really not going to do that again. If you tip your cap to him, I don't even think D'Angelo Russell's going to be that good again. Well, that's the thing. They get all of them. Yes, all of them were good. Like I just don't. I, I think over the course of a seven-game series, that's that's not a, a yeah, formula. But ne- next time it could be Schroeder who's good. You know, I mean maybe. But I mean, he seemed to get in foul trouble too. <sighs> all right, we'll take your calls. What do you think? What's your level of uh, concern? We'll say that. Uh, we know Jaws' pain was uh, uh, 1 to 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. Sadie gave him the answer. He said, is it a 10? Yes, it's a 10. So let's do that. What's, what's your pain level? 445-0929, uh, 445-0929. One is no pain at all, baby. Grizzly 5. 10 is it's over. It's a sweep. It's going to be a long summer. This sucks. Uh, phone number is 901 We will take your calls in the next segment. Uh, here's a way to deal with it. Wind Down Wednesday, Bounty on Broad uh, is, uh, they've got, Bounty on Broad is always great. Food's delicious. Food's absolutely delicious. The atmosphere's 
tremendous. It's a, as Jennifer Biggs once said, it's a fun vibe. It's a beautiful restaurant. Just great. But on Wednesdays now, they have Wine Down Wednesdays, which is half-price bo- half bottles of wine and half-price glasses of wine. So you can get the same delicious food, get the fried oysters, best fried oysters I've ever eaten in my life. Bottles of wine, glasses of wine, half price. It is Wine Down Wednesday at Bounty on Broad. Uh, phone number is 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. When we come back, again, we're taking your calls. Your level of pain uh, after after uh, that disappointing start yesterday. 445-0929 is the phone number. Chris Harrington coming up straight up at 10 o'clock. Don't miss him. It's Jeff Gawkinshire, 92.9 FM at Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Just to quick, the BetQL. Everyone knows that the Rays are on a record course for betting the run line. But what team isn't covering the run line so far this season is the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies have covered the run line, usually set at one and a half runs, barely 20% of the time this season, a league worse. All of their losses this year have been by two runs or more. So watch these Rockies because when they lose, they lose big. And that means fading them on the run line is a good idea. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You had a date. Hey, Mom. She just left. Using my phone for a Wi-Fi hotspot backfired again. I keep telling you to get Xfinity. What happened? Everything was great until the movie started buffering. Then she started asking questions like, why are you using bed sheets for curtains? Why is this hamster cage so dirty? Where is your hamster? Oh, honey, it might be time for real Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the meantime, can I come use the Wi-Fi at your place? Sorry, baby. Date night's still on for one of us. It's time for real home internet. Get fast home internet on the Xfinity 10G network. The future starts now. New customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet and Xfinity mobile for just $50 a month for two years during our Xfinity 10G network launch celebration. Now through April 23rd. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G to learn more. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet service. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of data usage. Data thresholds may vary. Frame Corner, Memphis's premier in framing, has a special for spring sale. 50% off tabletop photo frames and ready-made art frames. Get $25 off your custom framing when you spend $150 if you mention this ad. Get the framing those diplomas, sports memorabilia, fine art, and limited edition prints. Visit Frame Corner at 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis or online at framecornermemphis.com. That's framecornermemphis.com. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight. 
to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. This is Gary Parrish reminding you about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local, family-owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day, so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets if your parlay with four legs or more loses by just one leg. Only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only, new and existing customer offer. All permissions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates. It's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here, and for a championship team, every player needs to be a perfect fit. It's just like your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just look for the green check. With over 122 billion parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Itemized deductions. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. All you CDL truck drivers and truck mechanics out there, are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connection and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefits of realizing their potential with trust and full support as a second chance company. We offer competitive pay, signing bonuses, tool allowance for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. The home stretch is here, and Memphis Shelby County Schools is kicking off its Miss School, Miss Out attendance campaign. I know it's been a long year, but you can't finish strong if you don't show up. 
Show up for your friends. Show up to crush the teacap. Show up for lunch. Whatever your reason, Memphis Shelby County Schools want students to keep up, show up, and finish strong. Because if you miss school, you miss out. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call, and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here, and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip, a return to the golf course, or wedding and graduation season. Or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Let's go to the phones. Your level of pain today. We know Jazz is at 10. What's yours? Jeffrey, who do we got? Jeff, let's start first with Mike in Olive Branch. Mike, you're on. Mike, how are you? What's your hey. level of pain? Hey, my my level of pain is a ten. Ten. Let me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you why. Yep. Uh, I, I'm a season ticket holder, mm-hmm. and I love my Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah. And what yesterday did it brought back the pain I felt when they traded DeAnthony Melton, and they got and they got rid of uh, Slow Mo. All right, now now our bench is full of D League players. We got we, I mean, you got David Roddy, you got I mean, and and what I'm trying to say is we were really uh, progressing last year. If they had added to what we had instead of subtracting, I'd have felt a whole lot better. So it's manifested itself as of yesterday. The reason why I was so upset when they made those uh, those trades. And Luke Kennard, he's supposed to have the best uh, shooter percentage in the NBA. The guy acts like he's scared to death of the ball. He doesn't shoot enough three-pointers. We don't guard the three-point line. We, you know, that's that's one of our biggest weaknesses. When we guard the three-point, that's how you beat the Grizzlies. We shoot three-pointers. That's how teams beat the Grizzlies. Because we can't shoot it. And we don't take advantage of, of uh, when we can do it. And so I'm really I'm highly disappointed at uh at what they did to my team. All right, I and- appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, appreciate it. That's a ten, Jeffrey. Now, mind you, DeAnthony Melton. There were times in the playoffs where people were like down on DeAnthony Melton. Last sure, time, right? The and Grizzlies were true, and and the and the Grizzlies were. Uh, but this is this is something we talked about all year long, right? The the fact that they've thinned out. Uh, some of the wing options on their bench. Anyway, uh, 445-0929, 445-0929 is the phone number. What's your level of pain today? Jeff, let's go to Ron in Midtown. Ron, you're on. Hey, Ron. What's going on? Yeah, my level of pain today is a 10, man, because I didn't really understand why Jive made the decision to ram into the paint on Anthony Melton. And then the fall on the hardwood as though his his wrist is not going to hurt when he does it. Like, no, you you can make an argument. There was nothing good going to happen. That now I I was discussing that with someone after the game. What did he think was going to happen there? Anthony Davis is standing there right in front of him, and uh, what what good could happen? 
and yeah, the, and the, but the answer came back. This is what Ja has done his whole career. Like he 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 flies into that thicket and he figures out a way. And all of a sudden you're like, how the hell did he score that? Um, you know, the Lakers were talking about. They went back and looked at the the quarter when he went off on them in the regular season, and they said they looked at their defense on what happened there. And they said a lot of it was just John making crazy shots over people. So I agree. And, and honestly, I mean, Josh sort of said this himself, um, that he had six turnovers, partly because he kept doing that against the Lakers and it wasn't working. You also had the issue that Anthony Davis was allowed to do that because Tillman was no threat offensively whatsoever. But I don't know. Thoughts? All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. So far, we have two tens. Jeffrey, Payne is a ten. Uh, who do we got next? Jeff, let's go to Jonathan in East Memphis. Jonathan, you are on. Yes, uh, my pain currently is at a four. Oh, good, John. That's um, a good. One. Why? And the reason the reason is like it's a series. It's it's one game, and if you sat down and watch the game, like Jaron played fantastic. Yep. He didn't get into foul trouble. Uh, there was a lot of moments when you saw like they didn't they didn't spank us out the arena. They got up a couple times and we came back. We did a lot of things really well. The fourth quarter we just didn't play very well. Um, and so, you know, I to be honest, like what do I know about Anthony Davis? I know he's not Joel Embiid, right? So if I'm John Morant, I would say go straight at him. Like he's the likelihood that he finishes the series, I think, is very slim after just from uh, the first game and he has that shoulder injury. So I don't want to change the way Jaw plays. Like, Jaw is the person that he is. I want him to go out on the court and because be he does that, that person. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think they're going to be just fine. All right, we appreciate it. Four four five zero nine two nine. So you have two tens and a four. They're going to be just fine. Partly that optimism was based on the idea that Anthony Davis isn't going to make it through the series either. Uh I, I wouldn't wish injury on any, anyone, of course, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. But that would help. Certainly wouldn't hurt. Four four five oh nine two nine. What's your level of pain today? Who's next? Jeff, let's go to Omar in South Memphis. Omar, you're on my man. Hey, Omar. Hey, yeah. Um, I have a, I have a question about. Yeah. You said that the Grizz don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. That what you said. Do not have an answer for I don't I don't I don't I say a lot I, did I say that I, I don't think anyone like Anthony Davis is a great player he's going to get his yeah, particularly but, I mean, the inside. Grizzlies had the defensive player of the year, right? Yeah, but he's not a great rebounder. I, particularly on the offensive boards, I don't think they have an answer for Anthony Davis. You saw that early in the early in the game yesterday. Uh, no, they have. He will. But by the way, nice point. I'm glad you brought that up because Jaron, the defensive player of the year, will be announced tonight, and it will likely be Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, they didn't have him on Anthony Davis because he's going to get in foul trouble. So, yes, he's, yeah, helpful. I mean, he's helpful to have, but he doesn't keep him off the boards particularly. He's not a great rebounder. And um, One of the most critical parts of defense, Jeff, is to defend without fouling, right? Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't that a part of defense? Yeah, one, and one like, of the things. If, if you can't defend your position without fouling, how can you be a defensive player of the year? And also, the, the last line of defense is grabbing the rebound. If you're not a good rebounder, how can you be defensive player of the year when rebounding is a part of defense? I bet he'll be. I'll, I'll wager with you, Omar. He will be. Def- he will be defensive player of the year. Four four five oh nine two nine. We'll see. Four four five oh nine two nine. Four four five oh nine two nine is the phone number. Who's next? 
Jeff, let's go to Fletch in downtown. Fletch, you're on. My man, I uh, I actually feel dumber listening to that last caller. Like, really? <laughs> anyway, um, the only reason I'm at a six, Jeff, is because I sit there and watch the Kings on Friday night, and there was a time in the game when Mike Brown told them, told the Kings to speed up, and I'm screaming at the TV, like, what are you doing? Slow down. Like, what? And it worked. And we just didn't make the adjustments yesterday. It was frustrating to watch, you know, them get cooked by – by Rui, and uh, I, I think they'll be fine. They'll play on. If, if Jaws hurt, Taz will step in. We're very used to that role. We definitely missed Steven Adams yesterday for offensive rebounding. Jaron had a heck of a game. I think they'll be fine. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, you can look around the league, and, and it, was, it was a wild uh, it was a wild playoffs. You had the Kings and the Warriors. You had the Bucks. Now, of course, uh, Giannis gets hurt, but you have the Bucks. Winning that series, winning that game, which no one necessarily expected. You had the Clippers. No, no, the Heat won. The Heat, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. You had the Heat beating. I'm sorry. That was my brain saying the wrong yeah, things. Yeah. But, yes, no one expected uh, the Heat to win that game to beat the Bucks, And then you had the uh, Clippers beating the Suns. People didn't expect that one either. And uh, so, you know, um, if, if you want to take solace in what you saw around the rest of the league, there is solace to be found. And I didn't mean to – I wasn't trying to be – rude to the previous caller at all. I, if the point was that Jaron is not a good defensive player, we disagree. Um, 445 445-0929, 445-0929. What's the level of pain? Jeff, let's go to Ethan in Midtown. Ethan, you're on. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? We're good. Um, I'm, pro- I'm probably at a level of around like 7 or 8. Mostly that's because of the jaw injury. But uh, another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was the crowd. Um, I was in the pinnacle section and I'd say that there was probably like 30 to 35% Lakers fans there. Uh, and I know from friends in the terrace section that it could have even been more. Um, and I kind of think that that's probably uh, due to the way that the tickets were priced. I know it's been harped on kind of for the last week. Um, and not, not necessarily saying that like Lakers fans in the community are in a different socioeconomic class or something like that. But I think that uh, just in general, it was incentivized for Lakers fans to, uh, you know, shell out for these tickets. They'll shell out for, you know, regular season Lakers games. So I think that it was it was definitely uh, more in favor of uh, uh, the Lakers fandom uh, in the community. So, yeah, I'll hang up in my talk. Thanks, talk appreciate about it. That. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. As someone who had said last week that I didn't think they were going to be – it was not going to be a regular season level of Lakers fandom because Grizzlies um, – season ticket holders would buy the tickets. I said that a couple weeks ago when we were contemplating the Lakers as a potential matchup. I was disappointed to see as many Lakers fans as there were yesterday. There were a hell of a lot of Lakers fans in there. And uh, and I think, I do think, I don't blame the Grizzlies for pricing the, the tickets the way they did. They're trying to maximize this opportunity. But I do think maybe in the end that is part of the reason there were so many Lakers fans. Like, I, I know season ticket holders who said normally we get a chance to buy more tickets and I would have, but I, but I wasn't going to given the prices. I think a lot of tickets hit the secondary market. And if you are Lakers fandom and you are motivated and you don't, you're used to paying big prices for your team. You're used to traveling to see your team. I think that's what happened. Where do you think they came from, Jeffrey? Like everywhere. Are most of them, are most of them within like, are they, are they Memphis, are they Lakers fans who live in in the Me- greater Mem- metro Memphis metro area? I mean, I'm sure there's some of that. Of, but I mean, of, you there most from out of 
I I would I would guess a lot of them came from outside of of the there were a lot tri-state There's no area. Question. There were a lot. Four four five zero nine two nine. What's your level of pain today after that uh, defeat yesterday? Who's next? Jeff, let's go to Greg in Cordova. Greg, you're on. Hey, Greg. What's up, guys? We're good. What's your level of pain? My level of pain is uh, I'll say a nine. It's oh, bad. I think I don't. If they don't win Wednesday, I don't think they'll make it back home. Um, and another thing about the Laker fans, uh, in northern Mississippi, Shelby County, there's a lot of Cowboy fans, and most Cowboy fans are Laker fans. See, guys. Front runners. Front runners. Bandwagon. Wasn't LeBron? LeBron's a Cowboys fan, isn't he? And LeBron, yeah. Yeah, one and the same. Mm-hmm. Four, four, five. Plus, you got the combination. You got LeBron fans and yeah. Laker fans. There was, there was. Do you I, see the I, I woman? I thought with about like the, walking up to them and saying, "Who are you?" Like There's the woman that had like every LeBron jersey, like in one jersey. Did you see that? No. It was unreal. Uh, if you're on, we'll get to you. Who are the? Who's calling? Jeff, Jeffrey, let's get our friend Dennis and Whitehaven. Dennis, you're on. Uh, Dennis, you're on. Sorry. How are you, Dennis? Hey, no problem. Hey, man, I'm doing all right, Jeff. I'll say uh, about a six, and the only reason I put it at a six is pretty much to your comment. Uh, they're going to pound us on the boards, man. I, I, that's going to be a glaring weakness with us. Um, have no answer for Anthony Davis without Adams or Clark. Tillman, to me, didn't give you anything yesterday. Uh, the Giants is big, but, I mean, that's why they kept Tigers. And, and uh, you know, as far as the Laker thing, I just think, and they got it called, I'm not. I'm a Cowboy that hard, and I'm not a Lakers fan. I just think <laughs> you're talking about – you're talking about a big franchise, man. You, I mean, it's just like Pittsburgh fans. Everywhere Pittsburgh goes, they're going to yeah. probably get half of the tickets. So, I mean, I just think you're talking about a top franchise. But I think we're going to be all right. I mean, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think Taylor will make some adjustments. You know, I think we need to go small maybe, you know, because they're going to beat us on the boards anyway. So, just try to, you know, make Anthony Davis guard, man. You know, I, and stop trying to go into him. So, appreciate I think it. we'll be fine. Appreciate right. it. Thanks very much. Uh, Jeffrey, who's next? Jeff, let's go to Frank in downtown. Frank, you're on. Frank, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Jeff? We're good. What's your level of pain today? I'm going to go four or five. Uh, I mean, you know, these are the same conversations that are being had in Phoenix, Arizona today, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin uh-huh. today. And, I mean, it's it's a series. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's in series adjustments. We don't have, you know, our best – we don't have all of our, you know – um, arrows in our quiver. Per no, se. we do not have all our arrows in our quiver. And one <laughs> but, of the one um, of the damn arrows banged up his hand yesterday. But one of the but, feathers but I'm, is I'm, all I'm, off. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm shocked how you know the 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 Lakers have played well you know since the All Star break. But I mean you you've got a guy. There's a reason that Reeves was not signed. Okay. And, you know, he caught lightning in a bottle yesterday, and he's played some nice games. But, I mean, if we can get if we can get some normalcy, I'm telling you, we lost a game in the third quarter. We were up six. I think it was like maybe 77-71. And we went seven empty possessions. And we had a chance to break that game open. Oh, there, and then and, not only that, there were a couple of easy misses in that little yes, stretch. Yes, I mean, just yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a very it was a weird third quarter in that in that you felt like the Grizzlies had the opportunity to take advantage of that. And when we let them, you know, they'd come back and we'd go up, you know, maybe six, and they'd hit a three, and then it would be a three point lead, and then you know back and forth, and and you know the game is tight until Job ja goes out of the game. 
I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a one. Yeah, but here's the problem. Here's way. the problem. He not be. He may not be coming back into the game. Well, then we make adjustments. Have we not made adjustments during the year? I know regular season is different than 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 the postseason. One other thing I, w- I do want to say: yesterday, people have to realize. I I came down before the game about two and a half hours. Yep. This is why the NBA and the Grizzlies are so important to the city. It was just an absolutely cornucopia Poppin'. of Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. No, it's great. It was outstanding. It's it great. was great. It's, it's great. great. And that's and you know maybe we don't win the series, but man, it's it's a great it, it's great to have them here. So oh, thanks a lot. If we're settling back to, well, I'm glad they're here anyway. That's a tough day on a Monday. But anyway, there was more optimism there. How many more are we taking, Jeff? Jeff, we're taking Chris Harrington. We're taking two more. We go to Kevin in Cordova. Kevin, you're on. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're okay. How's your pain? My pain's, I'm I'm thinking a four or five. Not much more than that, really. 